Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist, and you're listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today I have with me Dave Dubow. This is not his first time here. He's, this is his home. He's welcome here anytime, and he's back today. Dave is a podcast host and the creator of Money Partner Formula. He and his team work with mom and pop investors, providing one-on-one marketing services to help them raise capital. So I'm so excited to hear how you're helping people with that, because that's an important factor in our business. And it's uh, a lot of people, a lot of investors, newbies need help with that. Um, he's a best-selling author and speaker based on beautiful British Columbia, Canada. He, be, um, he began his real estate investing career in 2003, doing 18 deals in 18 months, which is extremely impressive, my friend. Great job. Welcome. Well, sir. you didn't you didn't you didn't see what all those deals look like there, Martin. So you're giving me you might be giving a little, me a little bit more credit than I deserve. But yes, I got good at finding motivated sellers. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. You you definitely learned the skill there. And today, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, the beginner's guide to getting private money and buying more real estate. First, tell us a little bit about yourself, Dave. How did you wind up here? You know, how did how did you wind up teaching people how to raise money? especially beginners, what were your pain points that led you down this road? Well, yeah, that's a great question, Martin. So my whole path in, in real estate actually started a little bit earlier than that. It started in about 2001 in San Jose, Costa Rica, of all places. I, I lived um, in Latin America for 13, almost 14 years, 10 years in Costa Rica, and kind of stumbled into real estate doing a couple of what we would call pre-foreclosure deals at that time. And then we moved to, to Canada, moved my Costa Rican family to Canada, I had to start something new. That's when I did the 18 deals in 18 months. Took a little bit of time off of real estate investing, got distracted with some other stuff, and then jumped back in in about oh, 2009, 2010, give or take, and um, started doing a different strategy that actually required, it wasn't all creative, low money, no money down type deals, it actually required coming up with cash for down payments. So by that time, I would built up some credit and I had some cash and I was able to self-finance my first couple of deals. And then like everybody, I ran out of cash and credit and the perfect deal fell in my lap. And Martin, have you ever heard the expression, just find a good deal and the money will find you? Of course. Of course I have. Yeah. yeah well, I'd like to smack whoever came up with that expression. I'd like to smack them right upside the head because that, that did not work out that way for me. That's for sure. So I had this great deal. I had structured a fantastic uh, arrangement for investor partners. The only challenge I, I had is I needed to raise 85 grand. And I think I had about two weeks to do that, to remove subjects. And I didn't know what the heck guys are going to do. But I heard this thing, find a good deal. The money will find you. It kind of sounded like woo woo, the secret, you know, and put it out there and the universe will provide. But I knew I needed to actually do something. So I decided, hey, what, what's everybody do, else doing to raise capital? And I, you know, poked around and a lot of people are picking up the phone and dialing for dollars. And around that time, I think it was the Wolf of Wall Street was out. It was pretty popular in the movies. Mm -hmm. 
And DiCaprio made that look like a lot of fun. So I tried dialing for dollars and I picked up the phone, rejection, 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 rejection. Now, I wasn't doing it very well, obviously, but also it's, it's just one of those things. If you don't come from a sales background, if you don't have a really thick skin, that's a very tough thing to do. So I'd love to say I cranked through 150 calls and, and made it happen. I didn't. I did about 10 or 12 calls, got pouty and just said, okay, enough of that. So then I'd also heard, hey, if you need to raise money, go out and turn every conversation into a real estate conversation. And Martin, I know you run a very, very successful real estate investment club. You know, that is great. That's a great way to go out there. But the challenge is when you're under the gun and you need money very, very quickly and you're trying to do it that way, you just come across as desperate or needy, right? At least that was what I was doing, 2020 mm-hmm. hindsight. I was mm-hmm. going out to the Chamber of Commerce, BNI, Toastmasters, wherever I could get in, doing my little 30 second elevator pitch and basically just getting a bunch of weird looks and, and no capital, obviously, 2020 hindsight. Mm-hmm. Then I put together, I thought, hey, if just enough people see this deal, it's so good, it's going to sell itself. So I put together a PDF and I spammed that out to everybody I knew, a couple of hundred people. And I can remember that was a Wednesday night, Thursday morning. I got up, I was so excited to see the responses. I did. I got, I got a number of responses. However, they all basically said, hey, Dave, I haven't heard from you in forever. Here you are hitting me up for cash for a deal. Take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> So I lost, I lost that deal. Wasn't able to close on it. I live in a fairly small community. So I got some major egg on my face, ticked off the seller big time, ticked off, Mm. you know, ticked off the person I was going to get into the place. They'd already given notice where they're renting, ticked off the realtor, the mortgage broker, everybody had major egg on my face. And that's when I, you know, I had a couple of realizations after, after the smoke cleared and I quit pouting, I said, Hey, this whole find the deal, the money will find you is baloney. What we need to do is get our investors lined up first and then go find the deals because then we can negotiate. We can get them under contract. We can go in with, with mojo and confidence and really get them tied up. So I have a background in marketing. I decided, Hey, why don't I apply some intelligent marketing to this whole capital raising process? I did that. And, and instead of chasing after investors now, I, I can get investors coming to me. I won't say they're chasing after me, but I can get investors coming to me, pre-educated, pre-motivated, pre-qualified, and predisposed to invest in my deals thanks to marketing. And that's what this this whole process is all about. And since then, we've worked with hundreds of clients across the states and Canada, actually, and even internationally. And cumulatively, we've helped our clients raise well over three hundred million dollars in counting for their deals. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Can you tell me? Can you tell us, the listeners, how what that looks like, right? So I, I don't want you to give the whole secret away, right? But what, <laughs> no, that's what, all right. What, I'm, what, I'm is a sequence, what is a sequence of your plan looks like, right? What is that? Is it yeah. an email, a letter? Uh, uh, what does that look like? Where do you find these people? Because, look, if I'm a newbie and I got a quad and I got no money, but I got the team, so I got the realtor, not the realtor, I'm sorry, the wholesaler. I got someone that bought me a deal. Or I called and I got a deal and I came across this motivated seller and it's a great deal. And I have the contractors lined up that can take it and fix it. And, you know, we can add the value and I can refi and exit my investors. No problem. But I don't have the money. Yeah, that, you're that guy. Here's what I would actually really recommend, uh, Martin. If you're that guy or gal, partner up with somebody smart like Martin and do a deal with them and get some experience under your belt because it's very difficult to raise capital for your very first deal. 
Your second deal, a lot easier. But your very first deal, that's going to be tough. So you got to either put your own skin in the game, self-finance your first deal or two, or partner up with somebody who's already experienced in that field, bring some value to the table, even if it's you're just getting a tiny portion of the deal in equity. That's okay. You can use that as a case study moving ahead. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, you know, um, if you're just getting started from scratch, it's going to be a very difficult thing to raise capital. I'm not saying it's impossible, mm-hmm. but it's very, very difficult. So the people that we like to work with are those that already have a little bit of experience. Don't have to have a ton, but one or two deals under your belt. Mm-hmm. Now you're ready to to really start leveraging things, scaling things, using other people's money. Fantastic. So let's just say that person does have that, right? Sure. So what would yeah. be the first thing? So they've done something, maybe they've wholesaled a couple of deals and they're, they, they've been a partner on a deal. And I, I know guys like that around here. Yeah, there's lots and, of them. and so, so now what? And they got their own first deal and they want to do it. Where yeah. would you recommend they start? Well, here's the thing. You start before you got the deal. <laughs> Remember, we just talked about the money of the deal, which comes first. I mm-hmm. highly recommend you do both at the same time. Obviously, you're not going to stop your marketing and whatnot looking for deals. But at the same time, let's start a process for attracting investors, finding capital. So what I call this, this thing behind me here, I call the money partner formula. Fairly simple, fairly straightforward. We've got three phases and each phase has a couple of steps. All right. So the first phase is like a good building. It's the foundation. So in the foundational phase, what we do with our clients at least is first things first, we come up with a target group of potential investors. We focus on your existing network of contacts, your existing network of contacts. Here's why, Martin, you've got to think about it logically, right? You're just getting started with raising capital. Who's going to invest with you? If you're trying to get somebody to invest 50, 75, $100,000 with you or whatever it is, you're going to need to know you, like you, and trust you with their money, right? So the logical place to start is within people that you already have a pre-existing relationship with. They already know you. Hopefully they already like you. To some degree, they already trust you. So that is the logical place to start. So what we do is we do a data dump. We get all your contacts from your social media, your cell phone, your email addresses, wherever you got them, put them into one place, whittle it down to somewhere between 100 and 200 contacts that you have a legitimate pre-existing relationship with. Not all of these people are going to turn into into, uh, investors for you. In fact, most of them won't. However, within that group, there are investor, potential investor partners. So what we need to do is we need to laser focus on those people. So that's the fastest, easiest, safest way to get started with raising capital. Okay. So number one, create that target group of potential investors. At the same time in this foundational phase, we're putting together a few different pieces of materials, an online marketing hub. In other words, a a website is a good idea and having a good slide deck presentation ready to go. Very good idea as well. So when people do put up their hand and say, hey, Martin, what's this real estate thing that you're doing? You can show them, you can walk them through a visual presentation and show them exactly how it works and what's in it for them. So that's the the foundation of this whole process. Once we've got that, that doesn't take very long, you know, especially uh, for folks that are working with us, we can get all that up and running usually within less than a week. Then the second phase is where we press go and we launch. And here's something that's really important, Mark. When we press launch, we want to do it intelligently. Not like I did back in the day, just kind of, you know, throwing spaghetti against the wall, seeing what sticks and, you know, all that kind of stuff. What we want to do instead is we want to reconnect with those 200 people on that list, 100 or 200 people, whatever it is, in a personal way first before we start talking business. So we call this 
a warm-up campaign or a connection campaign, and we can automate this with email. So we send out three different emails, ding, 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 Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just really reconnecting with people, telling them what we're up to, non-real estate, just what we're up to, encouraging them to reply back to us and having a little bit of back and forth with folks that way before we start talking business. And the third message there, we give them the heads up that, hey, moving ahead, we're going to do a better job of staying in touch. We're going to start talking about what we're up to with real estate and what's in it for you and how it might be a, a benefit for you to partner up with us and share in the profits and the deal. All right. So that's that's that whole first thing. Is that making sense? Right, that makes a lot of sense. Does your team create those emails? Does your team create the, that slide deck presentation? Yep. Yeah, we, we do all of this stuff for our clients. So we'll, we even create the database, we create uh, websites, we create the slide deck presentation. Uh, we create all of the marketing materials, obviously with our, with our clients input and we get it all set up and sent out for them. All they have to do is basically answer emails and uh, keep an eye on their calendar for when appointments start popping up in there. Fantastic. Um, yeah. What do you find are the biggest challenges with people starting that may be educated but don't have money what do you find that the biggest challenge for those folks yeah well they don't know how to get started they don't know who to focus on they don't know who to talk to who not to talk to a lot of people wait like i did till the last minute so they're scrambling to try and raise capital for a deal they've got on the go mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how good that is but if you're desperate that desperation just kind of oozes out of you and it actually it repels people instead of attracting them to you because you've got sales breath, right? They can mm -hmm. people can just smell that on you, right? That desperation. So uh, the other challenge is I see a lot of people just kind of spamming everything they've got. Well, I spammed back in the day too; didn't work well. But now they're doing it on social media, right? So they're starting to promote their deals on Facebook. They're starting to do all this kind of stuff. Which you know, I'm not caveat here. I'm not a lawyer or security a security specialist. But my understanding is that's a, that's illegal, right? We're not allowed to solicit capital from the general public without a license to do so or offering memorandum or 506B or C or whatever it is, exemptions. So a lot of people are doing that and they get away with it for a while. But you know, when they when they get caught, it can be a very expensive and painful experience. Being the, the economy where and I want to and I want to transition into kind of where we are right now. I believe uh -huh. that we're obviously in a in a in the environment that we're in, Dave, with interest rates going up at the rate that they're going and inflation being where it is, do you, in your opinion, you've been around for a while, so you've been through a few recessions as an investor, do you find it that in an economic downturn, will it be easier to raise capital or more difficult to raise capital? I think it'll be irrelevant. Good answer. Irrelevant. <laughs> elaborate on that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Martin. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like anything. If you want to do it, you will do it. Is it going to be easier, harder? I really don't know. My crystal ball sucks. Uh, you know, I predicted doom and gloom when the whole pandemic hit. I was wrong. Everybody else I knew was wrong. <laughs> you know, so, so I don't know. But here, here is what I do know. If we have good, solid real estate deals, mm -hmm. right? If we, in my opinion, a good real estate deal is the best way for everyday folks like us and like our investor partners to get a good solid return on our investment backed by a solid tangible asset, which is a real piece of property. I don't know any other investment out there that we can exercise as much control over as we can a piece of property. We control what we buy, 
We control how much we pay to a certain extent. We control how we buy it. We control what we do with it. We control who we get into it. We control all of these different things, how we manage it. We've got so much control over it. And then depending on the kind of deal you're doing, what, what do you focus on mostly these days? Multifamily. Yeah. We big do, ones we, or little ones? For yeah, all we, we go from, from six, from we have from duplexes to 60 units. All right. Perfect. So you have multifamilies. And we, we, and we flip and we also have a division of a buy, fix and flip division where we, where we're buying, fixing and flipping. Not that much right now in this, in, in where in this the environment. market yeah. is going. But okay. So let's say, for example, you're raising capital for your, for your multifamily deals. Well, mm-hmm. multifamily is perfect because, you know, we I'm do. aware of eight different profit centers in a multifamily deal, eight different ways that you and your investor partners can make money on a deal. Well, there aren't eight different ways people make money on crypto. There are not eight different ways people make money in the stock market or bonds or mutual funds or any of I don't know anything else that has as many different profit centers. So again, we got control and we got multiple different avenues for making money. Uh, when we can show, when we can educate people about that, show them what's in it for them, show them how this compares to everything else. And then plus, I don't care what's going on with the economy. I think multifamily is a pretty pretty secure bet. It's not recession-proof, but it's pretty recession-resistant, right? When times are good, people are coming into the area. They need somewhere to live. When times are bad, people are downsizing. They need somewhere to live. Yep. Apartments are where it's at, right? So again, when you can show people that, uh, it it just becomes a no-brainer for them. Uh, This is going to be weird, but I'm a little bit excited because of what you said. We're seeing, I'm starting to see, uh, you probably are, or maybe you're not aware of it, but in June, 60,000 people backed out of their uh, agreement of sales for single families, right? In the whole country, wow. 60,000 people backed out. Well, NARS is saying it's because of the interest rate increase. However, okay, where are those 60,000 people going, Dave? Exactly. Right? They're getting out because affordability for housing is going down. Well, where are they going, right? They're, gonna, they're going to they live rent. somewhere. They got to live somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, they got to exactly. live somewhere. So they're going to come rent my places and What's going to happen with rents? Rents are going to continue to to get pushed up. I mean, that was blind demand, man. Exactly. Yeah, I think rent was up three point one percent in the new inflation uh, report, the new CPI report that came out yesterday in the U.S. No, you're in Canada. We I think it was three point one percent increase month over month. Like, no, I'm sorry, that's not one point three percent. I inverted one point three percent month over month. You know, it just keeps going up, right? Yeah. While while the housing well, it has to with inflation, right? I mean, it's it tied neck and neck there. So. So again, that's that's my take on things. But again, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, in the worst of times, there are people making money in real estate. If you got the right strategy, you got the right market, and you mm-hmm. can explain it properly to investors. You know, even if even if some of them are feeling nervous, others are going to feel uh, more confident doing something like that than just. I mean, what are people doing? Leaving their money in the bank? I mean, they're losing money on their money, right? So it's all a matter of educating. Yeah, if someone left their money last last month, if they had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and they left it last month in the bank, they lost nine point one percent to inflation. We had nine point one percent increase in inflation here in the U.S. That's I mean, great. Yeah, same. Money, it's, it's the same in Canada. It's same all over the place. Yeah, it's like like, great. hey, you're worth your 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 money is not worth not a hundred. Now it's only it's only ninety whatever that is eighty ninety one right. So so that's that's pretty pretty brutal. So Dave, thank you for coming out and and sharing with us again. This is your home. You're welcome here anytime. If I'm a listener and I want to get together with you and I need to find out information, hey, this is my biggest pain point, and I can assure you that it's a big pain point for a lot of people. And a lot of my listeners, uh, I know personally, need your help. 
where would they start? I know you have a book. What's the name of your book? Well, uh, here's here's what I've got that I think would be really helpful for your listeners, Martin, is I've got a brand new podcast that's just launching right now called the How to Raise Capital 101 Show. And the first nine episodes of the podcast are kind of like a, a mini course that walks through this entire, what I call my money partner formula, which is going to help you go from zero, just getting started with raising capital to help you raise your first six figures in a matter of weeks. And your first seven figures literally can be within a matter of months. So again, uh, wherever you'd like to listen to your podcast, it's called the How to Raise Capital 101 Show, or you can go to raisecapital101show.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for being here. Thank you for showing up. Really, really appreciate you sharing all of your wonderful knowledge, all of your wonderful wisdom when it comes to raising capital. Really appreciate you, brother. Thank you. You're welcome here anytime. And guys, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Latinos and Real Estate Investing Podcast, and we'll catch you around in the next episode. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.